Naptime Nightmares, Day 5. There's someone strange in apartment 178. Miss Harris died on a Saturday. No one found her until the smell started seeping through. I came home from work at about 8 p.m. that night. The stench hit me almost immediately. I retched as the smell lingered into my nostrils. Trying hard not to heave, I covered my face and headed up the rickety stairs to my apartment. The hallways were narrow, dimly lit with a faded blue carpet. At the end of the hall resided Miss Harris, where the smell seemed the strongest. I headed into my apartment, the smell just as strong in there. I lit a few candles while I made dinner, hoping to mask the smell. It was a cold October night. Rain was trickling on the roof. My bucket was nearly overflowing, which was catching leaking roof water. As I watched my ramen heat up in the microwave, the smell only seemed to grow stronger. My nose couldn't take it anymore. I headed out into the dim hallway. Miss Harris's apartment was at the end in Mr. Richard's apartment towards the start of the hallway. Maybe Miss Harris burned something. Or left the stove on, I wondered. She was getting up there in age. Wouldn't be the first time she left the stove on and nearly burned the apartment unit down. As I headed closer towards Miss Harris's apartment, the stench was stinging my eyes. I banged on her door. Miss Harris, I called. She was hard of hearing. The door knocked open. The smell lingered out further. I gagged in my hands, calling out to Miss Harris with no response. I pushed the door open further, diving further into the rotting smell. Miss Harris, are you okay? I called out, stumbling around in the dark apartment. As my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I noticed the bathroom light was on down the hall. The apartment was silent. Miss Harris's cat, Trixie, was nowhere to be found. A chubby old orange tabby cat that used to hang out on the top of the fire escape and stalk little birds. I head towards the bathroom, feeling the dread wash over me. Miss Harris? I whispered, feeling like I was disturbing her. I pushed open the bathroom door. She was lying there. Miss Harris was, was a plump older woman with short gray hair, kind as could be, but lonely as ever. I once asked about her family. She told me her son had moved to California with his wife. He had a new baby boy that Miss Harris hadn't met. I felt sorry for her, seeing her live in this rundown apartment building all alone. Well, I wish I was having the good memories of her, the ones were few and far between. Seeing her desecrated corpse was like sticking a fork in an electric socket in my brain, searing into my memory till this day. She was in her tub, hanging over where her face was facing me as soon as I walked in. She was as naked as the day she was born. Eyes white, mouth hanging open, with dry blood cracked on her face. Her arms dangled over her head. Caked further in what I assumed was her own blood, I let out a frantic yell for help, startling Trixie, who was feeding on Miss Harris in the bathtub. Trixie dashed past me, her face painted with the blood of her master. I frantically called the police trying to hold back the vomit as the flies swarmed around me. Harris was blue. Her skin seemed to sag off her like it was melting. God, there was so much blood. A fresh pool was bubbling around her, probably where Trixie was getting her. Her piercing blue eyes, lifeless, stared at me. I moved closer, noticing the dark red stains on her neck. Miss Harris had two deep circular gashes on her neck, about the size of a dime. Strange, I thought. I couldn't take any longer being in there. The stench was overwhelming. I watched from the living room as the sirens drew closer. Trixie crawled out of a cabinet in the kitchen. I fetched her a can of food, which she gobbled up gleefully. They wheeled Miss Harris out, draped a white cloth on her. She looked skinnier than the last time I had seen her. 
like she had been drained. Trixie laid comfortably in my arms as the rain continued to trickle. Myself and the rest of the apartment building watched as they loaded her into the ambulance, saying silent prayers to ourselves. Miss Harris was gone. She was a soulful woman. I hope she had went peacefully. Trixie stayed with me that night. We laid on my beat and sofa by the window as I tried to air out the room. I could smell the stench on me even after a few hours. Her rotting corpse lingered on me, more so on Trixie. Trixie, who didn't seem to mind feasting on her poor owner's corpse. About a week or so after Miss Harris passed, apartment 178 was sold. Strange, since this building had really nothing to offer. A barely functional washroom, poor roofing that leaked, and a horde of marauding rodents. Yet the apartment sold quickly. So strange. I heard him I heard him moving in late one night. Lots of banging around. Heavy boxes dropped, rattling the thin apartment walls. I was up polishing off another 12-pack, a typical Friday night for me. I didn't do much in my free time. My social circle finally collapsed to zero members. So I sat there, listening carefully as he heavily stepped up on the creaky staircase. I expected him to be a large man by the way he walked around. My beer glasses rattled like a T-Rex approaching from Jurassic Park with each step. While the night lingered on and beers continued to flow, I was nearly ready to pass out when a thunderous bang rattled my door. I jolted up from the couch in a half-daze-like state, trying to process if I had heard the knocking or not. I waited a minute and the banging continued. I opened the door to see him standing there. A tall brooding man, dark hair combed neatly to the side. His chin was chiseled sharply, which led right to his dark eyes, pale skin, almost translucent looking. His dark eyes met mine. Hello there, he said in a silky voice. Uh, hi, can I help you? I replied, a warm sensation filling my chest. He flashed a sharp grin. He flashed a sharp grin from ear to ear. I just wanted to introduce myself. I moved in down the hall. My name is Sergei. I took a sip of my beer. Nice to meet you, Sergei. I'm Henry. Sergei stood at the base of the doorway, seemingly pressed as far as he could without coming in the door. Hope I'm not being too loud. I'm almost finished moving in, Sergei replied, still holding his sharp grin. Something uneasy lingered around him in that moment. I felt like I was in the presence of a predator. It was that feeling you get when you walk in the woods, and all insects and small creatures are quiet all of a sudden. A predator is in your mist then. I raised the glass to Sergei. Don't worry about it, man. It's nice to meet you. Sergei nodded and headed down the hallway, disappearing into the shadows. I stood at the door, listening to him slip into Miss Harris's old apartment. The door creaked closed behind him. When Sergei moved in, I never heard much of him during the day. My work schedule was pretty irregular at the time. I was usually home by five or so. I'd only ever seemed to catch him in the evening. He'd be stomping around all night, playing loud folk music. It always sounded like he was fighting someone in there, throwing them around. That was par for course with Sergei until one night. I'd come home later than usual from work that night, about seven or so. I headed up the dreary staircase towards my floor, the wood creaking with each step. That hopeless feeling was washing over me again as I passed the dirty stained walls. I hated living in such a shithole. With my head hung low, I faced down the dark hallway, the singular bulb flickering on and off. I paused in my tracks when I heard a thick thud against the wall. The hallway seemed to shake. Snowflakes of ceiling plaster rained down, landing on my raincoat. The hall light went dark, leaving me in the darkness. A second thud boomed again. The light rattled on. 
There was a figure standing at the end of the hall, dark and tall. I nearly dropped my keys. My eyes struggled to adjust to the dim lights. The figure stepped forward out of the shadows. It was Sergei. He stood under the hall light, reaching up towards the bulb and tightened it. The light steadied and shined bright. Sergei nodded. Evening, Mr. Henry. Evening, Sergei, I replied. Sergei stood under the light, his bulging muscles tense under his shirt. His chest heaved with each breath. Everything okay, man? You seem out of breath, I asked, wrestling with my keys nervously in my hand. Ah, yes. Sergei took a deep inhale in, whipping his mouth. I like it here. So quiet. Quiet feeling came over the room again, like a predator was stalking in the darkness. Come, Mr. Henry, won't you join me for a drink? I checked the cheap watch on my wrist, wiping the ceiling plaster from it. Hell, I could drink, I thought. Why the hell not? I said, following Sergei into his apartment. His apartment was barren, much to the change of Miss Harris. It was dark, musty. The smell of death still hung in the air. Miss Harris was still here, somewhere, in some form. Sergei patted me hard on the back, feeling a rattle up my spine. Here, take a seat. I plopped into the loose sofa. It was nearly as broken in as mine. Care for a drink? Sergei asked, striking a cigarette. A toilet flushed from down the hall. The same bathroom I found Miss Harrison not long ago. Is someone else here? I questioned, feeling the lump in my throat starting to form. Why, well, yes, Sergei licked his thick lips. Miss Jennifer is here. The bathroom door opened and the sound of high heels clacking on the old wooden floors. A sultry looking woman emerged from the hall, stumbling as she walked like a baby giraffe trying to walk for the first time toppling down the hall on her tight stilettos. Babe, there's no toilet paper, she called out, nearly falling over. She was as pale as a ghost. Her makeup smeared across her face. She shot me a lame smile, revealing rows of yellow stained teeth. Darling, please, we have company, Sergei gestured the shaky woman towards the couch. She collapsed hard onto the sofa, her head wobbling. She muttered something incoherently to me. Her cold fingers traced across my neck. Is she okay? I asked Sergei as he handed me a drink, nudging the seemingly drunk woman hands nudging the seemingly drunk woman's hands away. Sergei sat in a flimsy folding chair, his massive body dwarfing the chair. She's going to be a okay. Yes. Sergei crossed his legs on the dusty milk crate, taking a long sip of his drink. I sipped my own drink. God, it was strong. She looked like she's had enough to drink. Little green around the gills, don't you think? I joked. Why, yes, little green around the gills, Sergei suggested, adjusting himself in the tiny chair. My head started to feel dizzy. I sipped the drink again, feeling the warm tonic run through my throat. The woman rested her head on my shoulder. She snored lightly. The room around me started to spin. Darkness was closing in on me. Sergei rose from his chair, lurking over me. He rested his thick hand on my head. I felt my body freeze. His shark-like eyes was the last thing I saw. Rest easy, child. My mind closed in. I woke up in my bed the next morning. The clock read 11.43 a.m. I never slept that late. My neck ached horribly, as did the rest of my body, like I had ran a marathon. I ached painfully, dragging myself out of bed. Shuffling to the bathroom exerted copious amounts of energy. My neck burned with each movement. I touched it slightly. It was tender and raw. I shocked myself looking in the mirror. I had dark circles under my eyes. My skin was milky pale and sunken in. 
I let out a giant yawn, feeling like I had slept only a few minutes. As my neck strained, the redness caught my eye. I looked closely, noticing the dark red circles down my neck. They looked familiar, two dime-sized circles, bright red and sore. I touched them slightly, fiery hot. I put some Vaseline on the circles. Must be a spider bites, I figured. I rested on myself for the remainder of the day, feeling like my energy had been sapped. As the mindless reality shows droned on, I slowly regained my strength as the sun wind down. I'd eaten a few cold cuts throughout the day. My mouth was horribly dry, even though I was sucking down water by the gallon. I watched out the window as the sun disappeared behind the treetops. A cold wind was seeping in. Chills ran down my spine. As they went to close the window, a knock on the door caught my attention. That quietness swept in. The wind died down instantly. The television seemed to fade out somewhere in my mind. The knocking grew louder, reverberating around me. I felt my body shaking. Whatever amount of energy I gained back seemed to leak right back out of me, like someone pulled the drain plug in my body. The knocking exploded around me. My heart felt heavy. The door had burst open. The light in the hallway was brighter than ever before. A figure emerged from the light, dark and tall. I squinted, trying not to faint. Sergei's heavy hand grabbed me by the shoulders in a flash. He sat me down on the sofa. His squeezed, growing stronger. I felt the blood rise in my head, boiling. Sergei traced his finger around my neck, the wounds pulsating at his touch. Rest, my son. We shall speak soon when you are ready. Thanks for tuning in to Naptime Nightmares. Check out our social media accounts for information on a giveaway.